CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners, rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker. Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Today on Real Dirt, I have Jeff from the Little Hill Cultivators, Trinity County Zone. Southern Trinity? Sotren. 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 I'm coining that. Sotren. You're, yeah, you've coined, you've coined it. I've been saying it a lot. It's, it hasn't caught on yet. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. So Jeff is a uh, cannabis cultivator. Jeff's won numerous cannabis cups around the country. Around the state, most notably the Santa Rosa Cup. What was the name the of it? Emerald, Emerald Cup. Emerald, Emerald Cup. Cup. Got a 14th place yeah, a few 14th, years back. 14th place out year of, before last out or of something. 650, I believe. Right. Oh, that's. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. I, I was happy. Um, I felt like I won it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt, huh? Jeff is known for producing high-quality cannabis, has a, a history of Cannabis Cup wins. How many how many Cannabis Cup wins have you had? 13, 14? <laughs> I won one in 2010. I've got a couple other placed a couple times. Mm-hmm. I had a good streak going where I'd walk away with something every time I entered, but uh, that ended right. last year. That ended last year. Yeah. Um, it's a tough streak to keep up. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you know five years running. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a competition cannabis grower? I like to compete and know where I stand. All right. right and right. Uh, you know, when you get feedback from unbiased people, it's you can take that to heart. So most people know like the High Times Cannabis Cup or like have some vision of the Cannabis Cup. Describe how the the judging and how this stuff works on these things. It depends on what contest you're you're entered in. It varies quite a bit, but uh sometimes it's celebrity judges, sometimes it's judges just picked out of the crowd. Hint hint, I need to be a celebrity judge. Mm-hmm. Call me to be a celebrity judge. Well, there's a there's a function this September. You could probably get Get on with uh, CSI Humboldt and become a celebrity judge. Oh, I'm, I'm already on that one. Oh, okay, you're on. I'm that already one. on that one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get CSI on the show, but uh, uh, he's busy. But uh, he's busy with uh, the new uh, the new kid on the way, or the new kid here, the kid and, here, and and all the seed stuff going on. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's just he's swamped. A, he's a one man operation. Right. 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 Yeah. I know. Maybe I should uh, offer to go over to his operation. He can give me a tour of the facility. That's how I get him in. Yeah. Right. Right. Kind of a live on the scene. Li- live on, here, live on the scene. Real dirt. Today's dirt. We yeah. have fans buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that commercial I made years ago? Granny in the basement commercial. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Granny was growing tomatoes in the basement. Oh. Vivid soundscape. <laughs> right. 
fans bubbling, bubblers bubbling. Yeah, fan. Yeah, they're, I don't. Were there bubblers? Trying to think about what other grow room sounds there can yeah, be. Yeah, the, there were steps leading down to the basement. There was the uh, uh, there was the uh, uh, buzz of the light, <laughs> and yeah, the fan. <laughs> And the bubbling water. Bloop, 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 bloop. All those sounds are why I like to grow in a greenhouse and outdoors, honestly. Because of those sounds? Yeah, just I'd rather be birds chirping and oh, the breeze right. through the trees than uh, fans buzzing. So one one unique thing about your operation that I, I, I talk about all the time, and I, I love smoking your weed, and I, I love telling people about your operation, is that it's solar-powered. You got a solar powered my uh my greenhouses are solar powered with uh snap fans, horizontal airflow fans, and uh passively ventilated with uh open sides and a ridge vent. And it works. It works great. Works great. It In works the middle great. of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> it works great. I got a good breezy spot, the plants are dancing and happy, um, and the air's going out the top. Is passively ventilated. You open the sides, you roll the sides up, and then mm-hmm. there's a ridge vent along the top of the, the greenhouse, right? Right, right. And the air heats up in the greenhouse, goes out the top, and that sucks more air in through the sides. And uh, when there's a nice breeze, the plants dance. I have solar fans up in the rafters, sort of, to uh, circulate the air up top and help it find its way out. Encourage the convection. Right. Okay. Right. Swirls it around. And, uh, right, because the fans, they're not venting out no. of the greenhouse. No, they're they're horizontal. Yeah, so they're flowing uh, down the length of the greenhouse. Right. right, right. Man, it works great in the hot summer, and it's cheap, too. Cheap to operate. Oh. Cheap to operate. It's pretty much, once you buy your equipment, it's free to operate. Right, right. Mm. And that, that kind of goes to, like, your other growing techniques is... is do you, are, do you consider yourself an organic? Yeah. You're, so you're an organic farmer, right? And oh, yeah. with uh, you grow in containers and pots in the solar powered greenhouse, right? And you put all the amendments in the soil. I uh, I bought my soil and filled my pots up four years ago, and I test it every year after um, after the season and reamend accordingly in the spring. Who's, um, your, who's your testing company? Uh, I use uh, fruit growers out in Chico. I use them for years. I've been using Soilscape Solutions to make me an amendment blend in the spring that'll just keep my soil where it needs to be. I also add other things like compost and worm castings and, you know, whatever it needs to, to keep the pH right and to keep it fully charged and my, my you know, organic matter high. Um, as well as, uh, you know, properly aerated. So, you know, do a bulk density test and make sure it's not getting too compacted. You've put the soil in the container. And this is a, how big a container is this? Uh, they're 20s right now, but they're going to move to 30s in the future. Okay. So they're 20 gallon containers. Yeah. And then you, you harvest the plants and then plant plants directly into them. I plug a new one in right after harvest. We usually have them vegged out in two gallon pots. Put the new plant right in. There should be enough amendments and nutrients still in there for a second run. And uh, usually let those finish full term. This the second the replanting. And though this year I think at the first one I replant, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and dep it so I can pull it down in September. So that means you're gonna like you'll you'll start your seed. When does your season start off? Well, there's plants in the nursery by, by sometime in April, and then we try and flip the first greenhouse sometime in in May. So yeah, we pull usually late June, early July, and uh, replant, pull again. 
you'll replant, you'll veg them slightly, then you'll start the deprivation technique again. Yeah. And right. if you're if you're planting in July, you don't have to run lights or anything. They'll veg, and uh, mm-hmm. and then you just decide how big you want them when you flip them. And uh, right. how big are these plants when you flower them? Um, oh, they're probably three feet or so. Depends on what strain. But so uh, you, you take clones, veg them to juveniles, transplant mm-hmm. them into your twenty gallon containers, mm-hmm. and uh, veg them till they're two or three feet tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you you flip it. We we flip it, or in the second greenhouse, we'll just let those finish full term under the natural uh, natural, under natural light. light. Full term meaning just uh, the 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 natural course of the light and the seasons. Right, will finish whenever that strain will mature naturally outside. Correct. September, October, November. Correct. Right, which what? is usually pull it late October for the strains we run the. But what are you going? Um, in the depths, we got Archive OG. Oh yeah, from Archive Seed Bank. Yeah, and uh, that's a cut we really, really like. That one's been going around for a while. I've been growing it for quite a while, and I've passed it to a few people, but I don't think anybody else really has it. Yeah, nobody, nobody held on to it. No, nobody. They didn't see its value. Yeah, right. No, it's a great one, man. Heavier, good structure, good strong, hold itself up. Yep. Right. Um, Does he produce that product still? No, that was just a cut uh, he brought down. It came from Seed Patch, though. From Archive. Yeah, I actually, I think I still have some seeds of the... Uh, of that yeah. cross? Uh, yeah, it's because it's... Uh, it's. You sure? Yeah. You know what the is. cross is? Because yeah. I don't even think uh, Doctor knows what the cross is. No, I'm pretty sure the cross was the face-off in the OG yeah. Kush. It was OG it, Kush mom and it was face-off dad. Because uh, that's thought, where all his well, males were. We knew it was face-off male, but we, he didn't OG. know the mom. It's OG. And I was thinking it was like... He was thinking it was an Indica... How doesn't he know the mom? Because he forgot. <laughs> you know Fletcher didn't forget. Well, he didn't want to share it. smart as hell, dude. <laughs> he didn't nothing. Right? No, I swear, I think he told me years ago that it was OG OG. Right? That it was his OG face-off. It's, it's better than OG. Cross with OG. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the OG face-off is the... Is the the face off stabilized OG, right? And then back to OG. So it's like, wow, that's a pretty good stabilized hybrid. You yeah, know? yeah. No, it's a good plant. It's frostier than OG. It's uh, got a stronger stems than OG, but it's still lanky, which is funny because uh, most pure OG Kush plants under the intense sun they turn into these indica dom looking bushes as opposed to the 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 lanky stretchy OG that we all know from indoors. Right, right. And so I get that stretch so I don't have to spend a bunch of veg time to get my plants to height. I get a good stretch, and that's one of the reasons why I like it, besides a great calyx to leaf ratio. Awesome OG smell, um, more resin than OG. It's a it's a damn good plant for 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 really all phases. It it does great full term outdoor. Right. It does when is it it mature outside? Uh mid to late October. Right. But it's heavy. I mean it's a whole different beast. On the full term, it's right. it's big. So it matures big just just like OG. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But it still it has a slightly fatter leaf than the OG. Yeah. If I remember right. Yep. Um, it's stronger stem, but also it's a tr- it's lanky. Mm-hmm. Which outdoors OG will get really bushy. Yeah. Right. You right. Know? Totally. Right, bunch of small nugs on just tons and tons and tons of growth tips. Right, lots of lots of leaf around the nugget. Right, and it and it's not as tall a plant, whereas this this archive OG is. Uh, it still stretches. Yeah, it maintains right. that, and uh, 
The stretch is so important. It's so underestimated, like or so under. Well, I think <laughs> utilized for, really. for years and years on the indoor, it wasn't it wasn't a uh, preferable attribute. And uh, yeah, but it, it, but it it is, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, right it's how you get the it's how you get huge plants i want it to with keep stretches. stretching i want it to keep growing roots mm. for a long time and yeah right and not flip on a like a hair trigger like some strains yeah right 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 you do solar powered light depth this is organic soil that you've amended mm-hmm. in containers and uh you feed it anything during the course of its flower they life? get some compost tea and uh, that's about it. Composting, and that's about it. And, you're, yeah. and you, do you have like a a yield per foot ratio, or you I, know, I do not. Can you can you just say that like it yields? I, I would say as any synthetic garden, or it's a light yielder, or it's a heavy yielder. Um, how do you how do you rate it? If you looked at my cost per pound, it's pennies. Mm-hmm. You know, once you look at the infrastructure uh, already paid for, right? Because solar powered, so there's no power. There's the there's really house. no input. Once the nutrients are mixed in, mm-hmm. you know, compost tea is pretty cheap. Right. Do you spray anything on it? They might get a foiler early, early on in veg. I mean, once there's flowers, don't spray anything. Yeah, shouldn't right. Need, shouldn't need to. Right. You know, as long as they're clean when they go in, they'll they'll come out clean or there won't be enough time for any pest to get a foothold and actually do any damage. Sure. What are the pests you're worried about? Well, in a greenhouse, toughest one is powdery mildew. Mites are pretty easy to eradicate if you stay on top of it. Right. Which is definitely a thing. As long as your plants are clean, there's plenty of airflow. You can spray Sonata, spray JMS Stylet Oil if I see any powdery mildew, which I haven't seen one single spot so far this year. And uh, Regalia. Mm. Right. Keeps the plant happy and able to fight back any pests. And but those are all organic pesticides. They are right? OMRI listed, I believe, every okay. single one of them. Right, right, right. Does being organic drive demand? No. No. Market doesn't care. Market doesn't care. You um, just do it because you want it's, to. It's I do inexpensive. it because that's it's inexpensive. It's a cheap way to produce. And also it keeps me learning because I like things about soil science. I like learning about organic methods. And it's just it's just what I'm into. It's what I like learning about. And it's what I like putting into practice, checking out my results and, uh, you know, not being a slave to a plastic bottle. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, I... I mean, I'm I'm the industry of selling plastic bottles. <laughs> I know, honestly, right? You're yeah. like my you're like my worst nightmare yeah. customer. It's like, yeah. oh, he doesn't want to buy anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I actually I, I try to sell tons of organic product. I try to promote sustainable growing techniques, but most people don't care. Most people's concept of organic is skewed. Most people's grow concept is based on like the best results their friend had or their friend's friend's friend. The right. bro science. You know, the bro science. My bro uses and, this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, uh, uh, that's, that's most of my customer, no matter what. Like I try to, I provide organic product. I have raw and organic ingredients. If people ask me any question, of course, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give them the information on how to mix or do, but mostly they don't want that. They yeah. want to come in and they want a complete soil, a complete nutrient, whatever magic they got going on. They want and I'm, s- I'm happy to like give it to mm-hmm. them. And I'm really excited about the different products and stuff mm-hmm. people use and how they use it. But uh, that's just because I'm excited about growing and the technology behind mm-hmm. it. I, of course, promote organic farming, promote sure. sustainable life 
style. And if I was growing indoor, I probably would be using plastic bottles, you know? Yeah, um, right. I don't know that I'd be using the same methods. Right, really? Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little harder organic indoors, that's for sure. Yeah. The sun allows the plants to, to you know, digest the nutrients in a better and way. It, and at this point, sizes appropriately because of the light spectrum. I, I haven't flowered out a female indoors in probably six or seven years. Oh, wow. Yes. Couple males, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you you have some genetic breeding going on? I'm, I'm breeding with everything I work with, right? Just to have something somewhat stabilized in seed form, right? You know Clean. what I what I do with that? It's more just so I know I have it in the fridge, right? I mean, I pop a couple every year just to see what's what, but I'm not looking at starting a seed company like everybody else. Yeah, right. You just want your own seed stock. Yeah, and yeah. I know there's good stuff in there and and i know pretty much what it'll do and i also know what i'm looking for if i use that seed to select something from so back to the strains okay that's what everybody wants to hear. right I'm, I'm looking right now at our uh, online listeners and it must be like 400 questions about strains right now okay. apparently you apparently little hell has quite a following um either that or you've like done some internet hacking to have all these people show up on my screen here yeah. <laughs> so, so what 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 strains we got? So besides the archive, the other one I run with is OG Twist, which is a OG Kush Chem Dog hybrid. That is a, another great plant. Super good yielder. Super cushy. Super high THC. Up until this point, not much beats it as far as straight hitch in the head high. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. I remember and that. Good. Good. Good, good flavor too. Just smells like Kush. More like chlorine than than lemon, so it's it's kind of nice. And that's what you're running light depth. Yeah, that's that's right. my other main right main cultivar in the light depth. And I'm testing a ton of stuff too because I'm always looking for something better. Right. And uh, can, you, can you can you talk about any yeah, of those top I'm, secret projects? I got a bunch of uh, selected cuts from CSI Humboldt, which I'm running to see how they do in the light depth. Mm. Some of them probably more suited for outdoors or indoors than light depth. Some of them absolutely suited for light depth one of my big winners this year is the uh urkel chem dog mm-hmm. excuse me chem dog d urkel mm-hmm. called the purple d purple day yep. it's a very close relative or similar cross to a a good old strain that i ran back in the day called purple, purple dog chem- purple dog purple dog purple chem dog or dog's they waltz or grows better than that one though um it's got a denser nug it's the smell oh, isn't definitely in the same same ballpark, but I mean, that stuff was dense. Kim Dog was dense, though, mm, wasn't it? That purple Kim Dog wasn't that dense. It was a it was definitely an Urkel dominant uh, right. pheno, but not super dense. Okay, but super dank, super mm, pungent. So this is dense and purple, and this is dense and purple. It smells like Kim Dog, and it's that it's that same Kim Dog with a purple spiciness spiciness to it. Damn, it sounds great. What's, what's what's that one called again? Uh, the Purple D. Purple D. Oh, yeah. Purple D by CSI Humboldt. We gotta right. get, I got to get some of that. That's one I actually selected myself from what I grew out last year. A lot of good phenos of uh, the old family purple, which is the Triangle Kush Urkel. That's the Triangle OG Purple. Is the old is the old family Kush? Old family. Yeah. A lot of good phenos in that one. Or old family purple. Old family purple, right? Yeah, totally. Old family Kush is the Bubba hybrid. 
So uh, it's it's nice to work with a with a grower like the inspector because uh, oh man he's he, on it he's growing out his own selections his own seed just to see what's what before it gets released and that's something that, don't do that not many breeders do he's been into it ever since we've known him man I mean mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's been but like ever since I've known him ten fifteen years wow. he's always been breeding seeds he's always had some seed thing going that's how you find the next best the right. next best one and that's how it started too is he was looking for the next best one mm-hmm. next best one truly interested in the cannabis plant how it grows and that blossomed into a seed company as opposed to hey i'm gonna start a seed company because that's mail. where the money's in i got a mail right i'm gonna s1 my crop and you know i'm a breeder now i got I'm a, a breeder now even though all his stuff is s1 it's just he's like thought about it it has actually a breeding plan oh sure you know and yeah and you all, everything i've seen of his come out is quality yeah and uh, he'll right. tell you straight up what to expect because he's already grown them out right you know and and Most people haven't done that. Oh no, they're just they're just making seeds as opposed to actually breeding. Plant fuckers, <laughs> goddamn plant fuckers. And, you know, it's it kind of sucks to see people that with a lack of integrity do well. But uh, <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I guess it'll catch up. Snake to oil salesman. Yeah, it's like, you. hey man, no offense. You know, if you're a nice person and you're into this, but like, you know, uh, yeah, probably sticking my foot in my mouth here. But it's okay. Hey, let's get on a soapbox. We need more genetics. Mm-hmm. Let's have something a little more complex than an S1 cross. An S1 being a, a selfed, flowered, or pollinated seed that generates all female seeds of one thing let's not be scared of the male let's plant some seeds out yeah right and he's he's not scared of the male no 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 he's not scared of the male but you know and he's he's done quite a bit of stabilization and selection you know in association to sell all female seeds He's also got a standard line, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. He does have a seed, and he does have and a that's actual line. real breeding project, right? Happening, right, right. The Pakistani, Pakistani Citral Kush, Citral Kush to, to Mendo Perps and to right. Urkel and uh, right, right. Growing out huge selections to select as males. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selecting. CSI. I mean, they are yeah. proof that they that you can do both of it, right, right. And and you know who's breeding land race indicas and afghans or, or preserving or, them just you know doing or open preserving them right. to preserve mm. the the genetic stock right 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 not right. too many no 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 because yeah. man you know i mean i don't know mostly that stuff's good for breeding maybe oh, yeah. making for hash yeah but you know you got to want to grow it no you got to want to oh grow yeah it, you know yeah right it's just not like modern cultivars most people don't respect it. They just see a brown nugget, and you're like, "Oh no, this is you know accumulation of like four thousand years mm-hmm. of cultivating cannabis in the Pakistani Central <laughs> yeah. Mountains, and you know, blah blah blah." Nobody wants to hear it, man. right? Right? You know, so, uh, oh, you, you know. got any Kush? Yeah, yeah, that's well. That's like want. Tony, you know, Tony, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's uh He's always promoting alternative weeds other than sure. just the standard and sure. trying to push that envelope. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of sativas out there that people just aren't growing, and there's some pretty cool stuff inside those. Yeah, you know, that. You're, we, we, we've said the two words now, indica and sativa, and, you know, there's, like, super buzzwords for me. Mm. That's like, you know, multi-poly hybrids. 
mm. and we don't really have indicas or sativas. We've got hybrids or Afghans. And if you really think about it, it's more like Afghans and indicas from India, and and not sativas yeah. from you know uh, uh, the equatorial regions. Mm-hmm. Right, equatorial, equatorial sativas, sativas yes. right? But everybody talks sativas because they want to say, "Oh, hey, I want to up high." They want to differentiate right. from, from uh, yeah, from Kush. Yeah, they, yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. But you know, in reality, it's like the short plants that we call indicas. They're Afghanicas. Oh, yeah. They're Afghans, mm-hmm. right? And those tall, stretchy plants that we call sativas are actually Indian. Mm-hmm. Right, as weed flew throughout the world, it went from India to Af, you know, Africa, Africa, you know, to the Americas, and and that's why it's Indian in origin for all of the Mexican, Colombian, a lot of the African strains, right? Indian in or or yeah. So like we talk about like indica and sativa randomly because mm-hmm. that's the way people label it. Yeah, it's almost like it's IPA or it's a porter, yeah. right? Right. People need some category to put it on, and and I don't know if it's going to change, man. I'd like to change it to say that it's you know these are all multi poly hybrids. Sure, you know there's, there's some sativa in there somewhere in a lot of them, but sure. But I mean, like it's been tamed and watered down. Okay, like you go, you're going to grow go grow some Colombian seeds or some Panamanian seeds or mm-hmm. some Thai seeds. Let's talk about you got sativa wheat. Oh yeah. You know, if it's super silver haze, come on, man. Yeah. That's not sativa anymore. Speaking of that, I just got that cut back. Oh, which I, one? Uh, the old sog. Oh, old old sog. Drop, drop some off to your buddy. Oh, sweet. He, sweet. he was very happy that's to get so it back. Funny. I can't Very wait. happy to get it back. Oh, it, yeah. That's a great, great, great cutting. Original, original run of super silver haze genetics we've had it for 10 plus years yeah. 15 plus years yeah. in our group of people yeah it's a got a high that'll cut through anything else you're stoned on right and it's it's what they were looking for right it's a it's a fast flowering not too stretchy plant with a great high yeah people and just super good flavor you know the genetics changed on that after those first couple of crops right. of seeds that came out it's similar but different to all the rest of the stuff that came out afterwards mm-hmm. mostly because it's an eight week and not you a know true eight week yeah you know, it really is it's a really an eight weeker yeah you know but that's what scott said he was trying to make he was yeah. trying to make an eight week commercial strain tame that haze down you know something that indoor growers will grow right 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 but still have that high still have that high and he achieved it too he really yeah. did but something definitely changed on the genetic side of it mm-hmm. you know in the late 90s uh that 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 changed it to that mostly 10 week strain and mm-hmm. you can still go get those seeds from mr nice mm-hmm. seeds and you know get a pretty good you know 10 week super yeah. silver haze yeah right already got an eight week i don't need it well, yeah why do you need it yeah that's yeah. yeah right 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 i digress so then you got a full season garden right? yeah full season pretty much growing the same way super rich soil throw some water on it is this the tom hill soil no. or have you, you've modified that uh, I've I've ran that soil and it works well. Mm-hmm. Um, High in potassium. But this is this is a bit different. It's uh, again soil test. Tell me what to put in it, but it's about the same stuff every year at this point. Right. Um, lots of nitrogen, lots of potassium. Make mm-hmm. sure my calcium's up to keep my pH in balance, and that's just off to the races once you put them in. 
Right, right. Well, Try and keep up. A, do you have a preferred micronutrient complex? Where do I get my micronutrients from? Azomite, basalt, um, green sand. Lots of different sources. Yeah, like just like my nitrogen, different sources. Blood that's you know available somewhat quickly, and then feather for the for the back end, and nitrogen and all the compost, and nitrogen in the chicken shit, nitrogen in the crab meal, which is a great amendment. Love that stuff. Got a little bit of everything, just like the just like the chicken manure. Yeah, chip. Yeah, yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally. You mix your soil for your full season. You 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 mix it up. How do you how do you work it? Well, we look at the soil test, figure out what's going to go into each bed, and uh, throw all those amendments in a bucket, stir it up, pour it on the bed, and then and then mix it in with shovels. And uh, so you could call it no-till. I think that's just more of a buzzword people like to say, but don't really know what it means. Right, right. Um, right. But I you're mean, actually not using a tiller. Uh, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, you know, just tilling the top, you know, six inches of the soil, not the whole bed. Right. You know, tilling in the cover crop, you know, adding organic material as well. So, you know, I'm not really getting the compaction you would get from a classic tilled farm field. These are above ground beds. These are above ground beds, yeah. Right, right, right. But you you, you use chicken wire or something to keep the... Field fencing to fence in the bed, fence in the soil. Mm -hmm. Are you worried about moles or voles or... Yeah, you know, they're around and Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally you see a hole, but... You scare them off. They have never had lost a plant to them. Right, right. I've seen holes in my beds. You know, if they leave the plants alone, they can dig all the holes they want. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't had to deal with them because they they don't kill plants. Right, okay. And I haven't seen any. Okay. You're just nice to them. You're like, hey, brother. Hey, we can live I'm here. an organic farmer. We can coexist. We can coexist or yeah. not. Right. I've got some nice moist soil you can make a home in. <laughs> just don't touch the roots. Just stay up my roots, man. Yeah. Keep away from the roots, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Put an organic smoke bomb in there, and you know, I don't what's do that? that? What's that? What's that? Like you take a bunch of larf and fire it up, <laughs> take and drop it down a hole. And, yeah, just light it up and <laughs> smoke them out. You know, smoke it out, and they just wander off. <laughs> right, right. I think it is hysterical. Oh shit! Yeah. You uh, have your full season plants. You make your soil. Put your plant in there. What time of year do you put this in? Uh, early June. Early June, and yeah. this is uh, this is Trinity County. Trinity County. So, uh, how big are those plants right now? Jeez, I don't know, six feet tall or so. Yeah, six feet. It's, it's you know early July right now, so mm-hmm. you know, depending on the strain, they'll finish anywhere from ten to fourteen feet tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, ten to fourteen feet tall, huh? Yeah, the, What's gonna, the sativas will get fourteen. The, 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 I'm saying that in. Hand quotes, yeah, sativas, the air quotes, right. sativas. Air quotes. Which polyhybrids are going to be fourteen feet tall? That would be a uh, pineapple, pineapple mm-hmm. train wreck. Came to me as pineapple. All right, I know you called, you saw train wreck in the leaf, but uh, it's it's just pineapple. Well, it's tra- it just it just looked like that same growth pattern. Yeah. Wow, so those get that big, huh? How yeah. big are they now? They're they're over six feet. Oh, they're over six feet now. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So yeah, they got another month or so to to grow, and then they'll stretch, and mm-hmm. and yeah, they'll be big. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's huge, man. Huge, man. Yeah. You you trellis all this up ahead of time. Yeah, we make a little box out of the horta nova, and they grow through it. Horta nova is trellis netting. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, they it's grow like, through it, and 
supports them pretty well. That let it lets them move in the wind mm-hmm. and uh, don't lose too many branches, and uh, it, it works. Just got to stay ahead of the plant. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. How do you do it when it's up at fourteen feet tall? Oh, uh, they're on their own once they get that tall. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. what's the tallest <laughs> you stake at seven or eight feet? Um, I mean, the middle stake is is probably only five five feet oh, above okay. the soil. Okay. So there's another so, layer of trellis. So hell, man. Somewhere around seven feet. You're or just like, like staking up the bottom at that point. Huh? Do you have yeah. Do you have branch break off up top? Last year during a windstorm, and for the NorCal people, they'll remember that windstorm last September sometime. Oh, the great windstorm of 2015. Yeah. It, it hit everybody oh, from shit. Sonoma to Humboldt, Trinity, Mendo, everybody. I Lake County. Here, man. Oh yeah, I remember here. It man. was it was whipping, and uh, one of my tallest plants. Top to one of these uh, redwood trees standing mm-hmm. right out here. That big one right there. Yeah, it uh, pretty much blew off the top four feet of a of a pretty big plant, mm. and uh, just decimated it because it was one of my bigger plants. So the the netting wasn't out far enough, and looked like a bomb went off. But you know, just one plant. The rest of them kind of just bent, but didn't break. You know, right. Right, right. You fence these things off against animals, or you know, yeah. There's like a six foot field area. fence around it six to keep the uh, people and pests out. Right, right. You have well water there. It's your place got right? good well water. Right. Um, got great spring water. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a big controversy right now in California and well in Colorado too. Is like where your water coming from? Where's well, it's not coming, coming from? from a creek. And right. I'm not stealing it, and I never have. Cool, because that yeah, that's absolutely what people. Yeah, that's you know think you know, about cannabis growers. It's, Are you stealing water? It's, from the- it's the big hubbub, and you know a lot of people bought land that you know didn't have good water, but it had a creek running through it. Yeah, right. That may have worked ten years ago, but it doesn't work now. Doesn't work now. It's uh, bringing heat on you if you're doing that. And, you know, I guess that's just how it goes. You know, unless of course you got a permit, in which case it's a, it's perfectly fine to do if you have a permit for it. So as long as you got a permit, it's fine. It doesn't hurt the fish. But if you don't have a permit, you're killing salmon. Yeah, right, right, you know? right. It's, yeah, right. But you got to file the paperwork. Right. As long that's as you got the regu- paperwork, you're not killing salmon. Man, that's the regulation in the new industry, man. You know, like that's what California farmers are fixing to face is is the regulation associated with growing cannabis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, previously, California, they haven't had uh, those type of regulations. And uh, now they're there. It's going to happen. They're going to have seed to sale regulations. They're going to have, yep. you know, computerized tracking, RFID code tracking, harvesting techniques, weigh it as it's harvested. You know, it's, take it this certain area to trim it, this certain right. area to dry it. Like it's all going to change, and that's and that's tough because there's already an established production protocol, col- protocol or culture here already without that. Yeah, right, right, right. And so, yeah, what happens if they have to start like they're trying badging employees to work at right what places they, in humble and 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 a little different than other places like Washington or Colorado, where perhaps that production model wasn't already there. Mm-hmm. But here, they're trying to get people to turn compliant, to become compliant that are already operating. Right. And that's smart because that's how you keep the area alive and the economic income of the area. That's how you legitimize it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how you collect taxes. Is absolutely. You, that's you how you build an industry and build Give growers a chance to move right. from the black market to the gray or white market. Right. Regulated. That's regulated. how I like to call it. Regulated, The regulated market. Yeah. And, right. Uh, so, you know, they've got to get people to buy in. I mean, how do you do that? You th- you throw too much at them at once. They're just going to say, fuck it. 
you know, I'm going back underground. You know, you show like you want to work with them. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll start building these regulations together, right? And and then you you see things happening, and they are happening right now. Yeah, yeah, they're absolutely happening. They just you just in Trinity County, you guys just had a positive election cycle, right? Yeah, we got a uh, a pro cannabis uh, supervisor elected. She'll she'll get sworn in in uh, in January, which will give us three out of five votes, the majority on the board of soups to move forward with a with an ordinance, a commercial cultivation ordinance, probably biggest pot producing county in the in the country or California at least to uh be give those growers a chance to become compliant. That's funny. And, I have all, all you growers claim that the county you're in is a yeah, well, well, <laughs> growers are a biased bunch, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, oh, look at Trinity Pines on Google Earth and show me any other place like that. Yeah, no doubt, dude. No doubt. That's just one spot, though. That's just one spot. You know. Yeah. 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 Right. There's, there's arguments been made for all. <laughs> you know, all oh, counties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to change too. Humboldt's gonna, probably going to overcome that, or yeah, or because the politics because are, of the, are good here because right now. Because of the politics. Um, yeah. I'm, for years, I was glad to be in Trinity because all I was reading about is bus and Humboldt. Yeah, no doubt, no bus in Trinity, and and uh, now it's the opposite. Now I wish I had some regulation and you know something to comply to, and uh, you know start running my business and moving in the direction I, I see the future, you know, going. And can't do it yet. You know, Trinity County's a little bit behind. There's an effort by the anti-pot faction in the county of older retirees from the cent- conservative Central Valley trying to get people to or the code enforcement to come you know basically serve code enforcement civil fines on people and chop their plants down and that's the backlash you know you get when you take a step forward which uh the planning commission recommendations looked pretty good Mm -hmm. um for for most growers and uh the board of soups the current board of soups didn't like it and so they haven't even heard those uh those planning commission recommendations um in their meeting yet because they didn't like them they wanted another year of code enforcement they want another year of the county not collecting any taxes from growers they wanted another year of the wild west you know they wanted another year of backyard grows and trimmigrants running amok in hayfork and you know so that's what they're gonna get you know Right. They they all the things they complain about, they're gonna get more of it because they, they don't want to regulate. Right. When does the new supervisor step in? January. In January. This, mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. so they'll I'm sure they'll get right to work on something. And uh you know, there's some really good people working in Trinity County right now to, to, to work with the supervisors. And uh you know, once once the the board we have the majority on the board, um they're they're definitely open to doing it doing it the right way and following the lead of of Mendocino and Humboldt County. Wow, yeah, it's all changing, man. It's all changing. It is. I can't wait too, man. I'm trying to blow it out and yeah, you know, right. I just don't feel quite comfortable yet doing that. Right, you got to get wait till you get the the green yeah, light. I got to get the it, green you just light. Put in infrastructure, make all your regulations together, make sure you got all your stuff together. Right, your compliance for it's, health and human safety and bathrooms right and you know water regulations mm-hmm. and water usage and you know logs of entry and 
you're checking out employees and shit like that, dude. Something like just, that. Yeah, I mean, just saying, like, you know, put the infrastructure I'm in, trying whatever to get, that happens to be for you. I'm trying to get ready for the ordinance and who things knows, I'm going to need. Who knows what the law is going to prove or what yeah. the law is going to be. So, like, right. you can't, you know, spend a ton of money on infrastructure for stuff that might or might not be the case. Right. It's it's right. it's just a balancing act of... But you know you're going to get ADA. You know you're going to get... You know, uh, I know I'm going to need a waterboard discharge waiver. Yeah, right. I know I'm, you know, looking at the planning commission recommendations. I'm probably going to need some type of permitted dwelling. Um, okay. I'm probably right. going to be right. working with contiguous grow space. Um, so right. my mother room, barn, dry barn processing area is going to have to be within my square foot allotment. Sure. Which sucks, but whatever. I'll work with it. And uh, just, I'll just go vertical, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's go vertical, yeah. vertical. And uh, you know, so it's it's kind of the last year operating like I am. Hopefully, yeah, right, right. Like I could but, easily see an acre of you know light up greenhouses going up this spring, and you know whatever the fastest way is to get those up. And, yeah, uh, man. And moving, it's it's not about having the tricked out greenhouse. Like I thought it was a few years ago. It's about getting that square footage up and running. Mm-hmm. And that just means, you know, quick cold frames, tarps. Right. You know, don't have to run electrical everywhere. I can do it with all, all with solar. Um, right. Passively right. Vented, ventilated again. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Man, it's super cheap that way. Cross cost of production's down that way. And, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I like a good I like a good grow challenge. Right, right. And I've uh, been developing the crew to help me make that all happen as well. So how 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 uh, the law in California they start issuing permits for legal cultivation in 2018. 2018, if they get their shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're not accepting permits until 2018. The state's not issuing them, but yeah, but the counties the are. counties can be. And once you have your county county permit, yeah. you're pretty much good for the state one. Yeah, totally. You got to get the local sign off first, and and that's why we're fighting so hard with our counties to to allow us to you know do this and generate some goddamn income for the one of the poorest counties in California. Man, I know. I've seen what it, I've seen what it's done in other communities. I've mm-hmm. seen what it's done in Denver. I've seen what it's done in Pueblo County, mm-hmm. Colorado. Yeah. I mean, I've I literally have seen price of land go from a thousand dollars an acre to ten thousand dollars an acre in Pueblo County, mm-hmm. Colorado. Yeah, right. And the same thing's going to happen here it's, and in it's Trinity County. It's going for ten k an acre and, right now. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, let's turn for, that ten to a hundred for the right. You know, for the right there's only pieces. so much land, even though there's a huge area. It's just mostly forest and hill and right, mountain. Hill, not not a yeah, lot of flat right. land. Not, not a lot flat. of uh, not a lot of places where you can do an acre. No, as in the in, in the in the inventory is low, as they say in the real estate industry here. Yeah. It's going to mean an incredible influx of people for construction, support industry, ancillary businesses, mm-hmm. support industry for everything from, you know, fixing, you know, farm equipment associated with cannabis, putting up greenhouses, construction companies, construction, drip, wells. To, I mean, mm-hmm. wells here to get a well is out of hand, right? It wasn't Take, too hard know. in Trinity. Yeah, yeah, Humboldt. But yeah, yeah Trinity, Humboldt, a little right. different for sure. But yeah, all the ancillary businesses, the workers, the the trimmers, 
How many people you employ? About three to four, full time. Then, then, and then, when the tremors come, and then, through. and then, you know, shit, up to thirty. Oh wow, that's crew. Yeah, I mean, that's a cook. You know, that's my regular crew. That's people trimming all day. And so this is man camp style. It's it's called trim camp and uh, trim camp. People come out on the farm. They, they travel the same to, people every year. Uh, a lot are. of the same people or their friends. Yeah, you know, you pick people up on the highway or the plaza. No, absolutely no, no, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, you uh, got to know somebody to know somebody. You got to yeah. And right. and 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 it's been it's been a good experience. Or nephew. Yeah, maybe. it's been a good experience for the people that come out and they recommend their friends to come. Yeah, right. Um, right. They eat good. They're well taken care of. It's a safe environment. They, they have get exposed fun. to Northern California. They get very, very exposed to Northern California, and um, they want to come back the next year. What you, you make it sound like it's a uh, a, a pitch well, for we trim camp. We about once a week we play a game of kickball. Kickball, All and right. uh, some people take it seriously, but everybody's having fun. All right, cool, good, and good. It, it loosens everybody up. Well, look at yeah. A family operated oriented you know, team um, oriented business. Yeah, it's great. Um, and they and they make friends. They make friends from all over the country and other countries as well. So, uh, how far away do people come from? Oh, um, back east, Alaska, uh, Australia, Holland. What's furthest away person? Australia, probably Australia. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a long ways away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's interesting for you too. You get to. Uh, uh, meet these you, you you mostly hire younger people too that's or, typically who is available right between college between college no and responsibilities yeah between uh or or they just you know travel most of the year and come to norcal and earn a couple bucks so they can go hit the road again yeah it just depends on where they're at in their life you know lose some people because they go to school or get a full-time job and you know but they you know send their friends <laughs> and you know good people usually have decent friends and they know what i'm looking for and that's interesting like that your your attitude towards the trim against and i've had other people on the the podcast whose whose attitudes towards the migratory trimming uh community wasn't as favorable <laughs> well you know it, it it is what you what you get out of it it you know, I'm not taking people up off the street. I'm sorry. You're probably very nice, but I'm not interested in anybody I don't know or wasn't vouched for. Right. And, uh, you know, that's that's just kind of how it is. If, if you're looking to come to NorCal and you don't have an inn somewhere at the farm, it's going to be a rough experience don't for come. you. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say don't come, but I'm just saying, like, you're probably going to be burnt out on it pretty quick because the person who is picking you up probably can't keep any workers because it's a shit show. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of, uh, growers out there that take advantage of these trimmer guns oh, yeah. to come out, you know, uh, work them hard, put them in bad, gro- bad environments, dangerous yeah. situations, and then yeah. don't pay them, kick them out. Pay them half the money. Pay them no money. They they rip them know, off. Rip them off. They right. have them working in a bad environment. Yeah, totally. Um, they're you know strung out on alcohol or whatever other drugs, other right. drug of choice right. that helps them deal with the stress of harvest time. Yeah, right. they make bad decisions, and yeah, it's just you know shit shows. Yeah, totally. They're all over the place, and 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 people that you know have their set crew coming back every year. They're coming back for a reason. 
We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show, the largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver, will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannovation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at seedtosaleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. Seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. Cannabis legalization efforts are increasing competition for businesses wanting to make it big. In this complex and fast-changing environment, only the savviest will survive. What are you going to do to stay ahead of the game? Enter New Frontier's free platform, Equio, the premier business intelligence, visualization, and marketing platform for the cannabis industry. With Equio, you can stay on top of your store sales, trends, and competition, Better understand your seasonality and broader sales trends? Identify and compare your top products and categories and cross-buying opportunities. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U-I-O to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Insider Cannabis Industry Secrets, straight from the mouths of the OG Weed Pioneers on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. And welcome back to Real Dirt. Here we are with uh, Jeff from Little Hill Cultivators and, uh, of course, I'm Chip Baker, your host at Real Dirt. This is Real Dirt. Today's Dirt. We're speaking with Jeff from Little Hill Cultivators. Jeff is a... uh, a cannabis cup winner throughout the western u.s uh is known for producing quality organic cannabis he uses solar growing techniques and uh is uh striving hard to uh move into the new and regulated cannabis market 
before uh, Jeff's cell phone went off, <laughs> uh, we decided to pause. We were uh, speaking about the future and what the future of legal cannabis holds. The, the future for guys like me who just want to grow flowers and don't want to be uh, extraction artists or celebrities or making pot brownies or, or whatever it is. Um, don't be little people with their pot brownies. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not look. I'm just. I'm looking to cultivate. It's always what I've wanted to do um, since I was, you know, had one light in my closet in college. You know, Johnny One Lighter. That's, that's what I learned in college too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the future is light up, and uh, I know you've known that for quite some time. Yeah, but the, the rest of the world has certainly caught on the last few years. Yeah. Totally. And uh man, it's it's good stuff. It uh especially if you can get that full spectrum on them, get the UV on them. Full sun, lit by the sun. Right. Uh environment controlled uh because it's undercover, manipulated light cycle so it flowers under your demand and it grows more like indoor cannabis. So this it, uh, does what? This makes this it, it you get higher terp levels is what is what they're saying. Than, Definitely. Than the same strain grown indoors or full season outdoor even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um higher terps. Yeah, I've been saying this for years. Yeah, totally. Better you flavor. Get, you get to see the full bud structure and terps used to just be better flavor, better smell. Now we call it terps. Now we call it terps, yeah. Terpene, everything's pro- terpene be, profile. Everything's got to be. That's an incredible terpene profile. Terpy. Oh, yeah. Mm, I smell those terps. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can smell that. Another another buzzword that everybody uses now. Yeah, right. So My you, no-till so terps. So your, your no-till terps are fucking yeah. superior. Great no-till terps. To some uh, rock wool uh, GH-grown product down the road, huh? I believe so. Mm-hmm. And I know it's cheaper to produce. And so we'll go ahead and play that game and see who wins. So how how big you think this is going to get? How big is it going to get? How big is your farm going to get? Uh, you got as, plans as, for this type as, of thing? As big as possible. Right. Like If I get a 22,000 square foot, it's going to be that big? Because right now under the law, that's that's one of the permitting yeah, that's, tiers. Yeah, that's one of the tiers. And then, it, and then after that, it bumps up to an acre. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cap right now. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do an acre. If 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 I can get, if I can do it on my property, which I know I can, if I can get permitted, eight thousand forty three thousand forty three thousand five sixty forty three thousand square feet. Yeah, okay. and uh, that'll have to include my processing, but that's fine. My nursery, mm-hmm. mother room, drying. You know, hey, you know that's that's I mean, been the dream. Really, of, really, that's still a small farm, though, right? Twenty two thousand square it's, feet. It's, it's nothing. still small. Yeah, it's nothing. Right. It's you know, it's it's a couple of guys. And a trim crew, you right. know. Right. Do you it, think? Do you think this type of like craft size, uh, uh, tiering is going to like enable uh, the production of cannabis? It's going right. to enable the production of high quality cannabis in California in the Emerald Triangle in places where there it's already being produced. Right. Right. The growers are going to have a chance to compete in the larger market. Right. You know, that's really who should be growing our pot is people who really care about it. You know, right. Right. Growers that are really into what they do. Right. And that is a huge struggle right now is like who enters the marketplace. We're small farmers and we got to band together, you know, and that's happening as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, not many other industries can, 
can do much on 22,000 square feet. No, yeah, right, right, right. Like, you know, with the manufacturing And agriculture, plant. forget about it, yeah. Yeah, right, my, like, my soil nutrient manufacturing plant we're building right now is, you know, seven and a half acres, mm-hmm. right? It's like you can't even turn a truck around in 22,000 square feet. Right. I'm building, and then, I'm building a 10,000 square feet to turn a truck around. Yeah, so the, right? the you know, we'll just have to see, can these small farmers survive on 10,000 square feet or 22,000 square feet or an acre. Right. Can the small farmer survive? And are you hearing about big people coming in and buying multiple farms? Yeah. I mean, that's happening too. co-ops organizations. There's certainly a land rush. Oh yeah. There's definitely a land rush in Humboldt because they have the ordinance. I haven't seen it so much in Mendo though. I know it's happening because well, Mendo's limiting everybody to 10,000 square feet and they just passed their ordinance pretty late in the season and they went ahead and uh bumped up the uh the last date to register because they got sued and pretty much right. bent over for the for the organization suing them so no go good you know that's not really leadership that's uh, well. bitches <laughs> But yeah, that's, you know, people, that's Mendocino. That's hey, you know, Mendocino here's the thing: you. is this is a long, this is an old culture here, mm-hmm. right? And you've got people that are entrenched in the way things used to be. The thoughts, the the size, what large is a hundred plants is huge. Hundred plants, plants is more you need. Well, mm. man, like some people got a hundred plants for moms, right? You know, some people got like a hundred plants of one strain, and it you know have it plants don't adequately say meet market demand sure right to, to just to say that like maybe you want to keep track of it i don't know but like i mean come on like what what 500 plants go on an acre if you plant an acre out at uh, i mean i could have 500 pace, plants right? in a couple square feet too yeah or you, you know have, it's yeah, that right. old thing and mm-hmm. you know this this whole plant count thing is is pretty old and people hold on to it and you know what a mega grow is, you right, know, you read about right. these mega, mega grows. grows. Is there anything that really defines a mega grow? Mega grow, yeah, right. It's what just doesn't... you know, if, if you get busted and you're doing something wrong, it's a mega grow. It's the greedy growers, mm-hmm. but you know, just you know, they're just not lazy. They like to work, you know. Right. You know, all these greedy growers doing what they do. It's well, hey, you know, they got up and made something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. I know, you know, I've I've heard, I I hear the animosity from customers and like other suppliers. And it's really this interesting situation where, you know, we operate a grocery store, Denver, Colorado, and uh, we have customers that come in and we have vendors that sell us product. And, you know, everybody's just is, is so jealous of the the situation that the other person has sure right <laughs> plus everything you know the grass is always greener as well yeah so. yeah absolutely absolutely you know, just absolutely natural you know, the haters grow, the growers are yeah. like oh man i wish i could have a bank account and use credit card like that guy mm-hmm. and you know the the distributors or the suppliers of, of equipment come in and they say oh man 
I wish mm-hmm. instead of making these trim machines or making these uh, 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 these nutrients or making these sunglasses, I was growing weed because that's so much easier than what I'm right. doing. And, right. You know, it's like, yeah, man, you got to go to work 40 hours a week, 80 hours a week, 100 hours a week if you want to make some shit happen. Yeah. You know. It's going to be work either any way you go about it. And, you know, some people want to put the work in and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And other people are bitter because right. they're bums and they're lazy. Man, do you, do, you, do, you, do you like no profit margins, you know, like keep up with stuff like that? Do you know how that Um, No. No, right. right. <laughs> I'm not trying to crunch well, the numbers too well, much. Well, hey, man, you know, you, you really should. You should like uh, yeah. identify a proper um, uh, QuickBooks account and just start doing it yourself. You're mm. smart enough, dude. Run a PL and a BL and really track all of your profit and loss and your balance and ledger statements. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, it allows you to do several Maybe things. Maybe when I'm permitted and legal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Paperwork. Well, you know, you can, you, yeah, yeah. You, uh, can, no, you no. can start it in all kinds of ways, yeah. but you can retro it too. So if you keep track of it now, mm-hmm. right, and then go retro it, what that means is that you're going to be able to have three years of books in some case. And right. when you have that, that makes you a legitimate business. Right. So that like if yeah. I, someone wanted to come and buy you yeah, and they were looking at your neighbor's place and your place and you're like, oh, well, here's three years of QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. That's how all the rest of the business world works. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, go, you know, don't necessarily make it up, but you could catalog all the information with the idea of, hey, I'm running it like this, plug it in. You yeah. Know, yeah. Um, come 2018, you know, you've, you've got all this information. Right, or whenever yeah. Trinity County gives you the license. It'll happen next year, I hope. I certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, off to the races after that. Yeah, climate control's big. Growing to suit your property, wherever it may be, right. is, is a big deal. Um, a lot of people don't like to take that into account, but sometimes you got to grow the strains that are suited better for your property. And uh, sometimes you got a property where you can grow whatever the hell you want. Because it's a right, good spot, and right. I'm pretty close to that, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, uh, so you work with a, a small chain of the of of dispensaries. Is that how you distribute? Sure. Right, that's how you describe it, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. It 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 all goes to one guy, and from there it it gets distributed throughout that person's. Are you are you are you branded? Do they brand not you? branded in the stores? No, not looking to be branded yet or ever. But he knows where it comes from, and right, right, you right, know, it, right. it finds its way onto dispensary shelves, and they can't get enough of it. And it's and right. it's great, and it makes me uh, think the future is really bright. Yeah, it, it 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 is, man. So you you've you've been into this for a while. You've kind of had like the the slow roll of from you know in the fire pan. In the in the pan, slowly heated up, right? Yeah, I've right. gotten a chance to get you getting used to it, getting broken in as far as slowly expanding, right, right, right. And uh, as the legal environment keeps changing, keeps changing, legal environment as well as you know just just growing as a grower, just learning right. learning right. as a grower and and having a chance or at least moving up here with a good enough foundation where I could survive. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and, you know, survive long enough to get an opportunity to, to expand. Right. Right. So if you had something to like, tell someone who wanted to start in this industry today, 
that that maybe didn't have a cannabis background, so to speak? I would say start growing in your house, in your home. Figure it out. Personal smoke. That's right. Buy some online product from CultivateColorado.com. CultivateColorado.com. Then you can uh, figure out where you want to go, but you'll learn something. And uh, read as much as you can get your hands on. Read every grow book. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> look online. Take that with a big grain of salt. Uh, but just start accumulating knowledge on all phases of organic farming, um, soil science, soil chemistry, soil everything. Because I mean, it all it all takes place where the roots are. Roots, and, uh, man. And roots. Then, and then just uh, figure out where you want to be in the industry. Figure out what you like, and just go after that. Like, if you like baking, do that. If you like, uh, you know, growing big stocky indicas do that and and right, just just right. follow your passion yeah, yeah. and try and figure out how to make some money following your passion hell yeah that's a good way to do it follow your passion bro that's, that's pretty what once got both of us here yeah yeah no doubt no doubt just kind of put the blinders on and just move forward yeah man and, go uh, for it go for it um and pretty soon you'll you'll actually know what you're doing and or at least you'll have your head wrapped around it and never stop learning but you know once you get your head wrapped around it start expanding and seeing where you can go from there meet people you know you know it's probably pretty much like any other business though i couldn't imagine being passionate about you know working at walmart right we've had you've had some other careers yeah right i was a teacher for a quick second you know i was a uh gis consultant gis analyst Yeah. yeah analyst yeah, but what I really learned in college was how to grow pot. Tell me about that first scene, that my, first grow scene. My Tell first me about that grow first scene. One, that first one. Me and what a buddy in college. Mm-hmm. Were you in your dorm room? Rented a house. Nope, never lived yeah. in dorms. Went to junior college. Rented a house specifically to start growing our own weed because it was expensive. And uh, we really liked smoke and train wreck. And, and we just like, shit, can't find it. Let's just grow our own. I'm 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 gonna roll one up for yeah. this story. Okay, right? okay. This is uh this is well, this would be post two fifteen, but uh nobody this is like early two thousand nobody really had a, a recommendation or you know, that was all just weird stuff that you know nobody people did. People right. did or you heard of it, but it's like why are we gonna bother college kids? We're not going to prison. So <laughs> in California anyways. Yeah, just did that. I read up for what about you, a year. Yeah, did you get the what were you growing? What'd you grow? I grew sweet tooth number three. From, oh, wow. From seed I bought um no online way. or from the you know, from Europe. Great plant to grow as a first time grower. I I read up for about a year on and, and got a whole plan together on how it was gonna work and we had a six hundred watt light and had a good first pull and uh smoked smoked really good from there from there on. And uh, the weed came out good the first time, you know, Um, just I had a plan and, you know, set and just kind of plants just kind of grew themselves. Do you remember how you did it? You were in five gallon buckets. and Yeah, about five gallons. You know, we brought a little bought a little veg light, like a 250 watt metal halide and vegged them up a little bit and put them under the 600 and flowered them out for eight weeks or so. And yeah, I mean, had three, four ounce plants and uh, yeah, we were pretty happy. 
you know, this is this is just as things were really becoming coming online as far as the the name game for strains, and uh, I don't know, just didn't have any pest problems because I was growing from seed, and uh, so that was a whole new new battle when I when I started getting clones from the clubs that were just full of powdery mildew and mites and and who knows what. So uh, that was like the next evolution in, in learning how to grow is how to control your, your pest problems. Were you trying to grow organic back then? Do you, um, you I started soil? off organic. Were you in so, so you were in soil? I was in soil. Do you remember um, what you were growing in? Uh, black gold. Bla- black gold, sure. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, with, some, with some amendments in it mm-hmm. and uh, fed just like a compost, bottled compost tea type of, or, or compost extract or something like that. The Pure Blend Original is what I fed with. Had some humic acid in it, some other stuff. And it grew good pot. Right, right. Yeah, it grew itself. And uh, You thought you were the shit. Man. So that first pull. I, grew the nuggets. It was, it was pretty neat. You got that shit in your closet. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're like, is it ready yet? No, man, it's not ready. Let's wait. Shit, it, it, was, it smells. It was definitely a... Does it smell? No, man. An exercise in patience. No, it doesn't smell. Nobody knows. Oh no! I had a carbon filter first. first oh, run. carbon filter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Not. I wasn't. I wasn't fucking around. I, mm. I so, wanted to okay. control every aspect as much as I could. Um, so that had to have at least been two thousand two. Yes, that or was two thousand two. Two thousand two. That I was two thousand two. Yeah, I think that's yeah. when they came out. Really? Man, kinda. Yeah, like maybe they must have been out before that. <sighs> maybe. Uh. Maybe right around there. They they just came out. Yeah. Let's see, 1999, 1999 to 2000, yeah, 2000, 2001, 2002. Yeah. That's Flip to initiate twelve and twelve, or cycle. or even just a 
harvest and retransplant your your greenhouse. Flip, flip it. Flip it. Yeah. Flip it. Yeah, you know, the Canadian term years ago, flip, meant that you would have one room on flip flop. Have two rooms. And yeah. you have one room that was on seven AM to seven PM and one and that would go off and the other one would come on seven PM to seven AM. With like the same ballast. Sometimes, Sometimes with the same ballast. Right. Yeah. Right. I got it on a flip. A flip flop. You know, yeah. a flip flop, that might mean the ballast. Right. But like you know, yeah. Uh, Canadians have a little bit different terminology than we do, but mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip, that's a good one. You know, we've used that one numerous times. True. What do people say? You know, the stacking. They don't really say the stretch, but they say they're starting to stack, stack out. Right, you know? starting to stack out when the flowers start right. to develop, and mm-hmm. the, that's kind of. I've always anticipate or, or thought that was after stretch. Like, oh yeah, it's yeah. stretch, pre-flower. That stretch is sl- and long and slow, though, like yeah, throughout right. August. Right, right. It's yeah. not as evident as indoor right. or, or depth. It's, right, right. It's just like, yeah, they, they start getting big real quick. Right. And it's then on they the stretch. Stacking. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Those um, are good ones. Yeah. What do you, what do you call your workers? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I refer to them as the kids. Right, the kids. Um, right, because they're all cause 15, 20 most, years younger than you. Most of them are about 10 years younger than me. Right, right. One of them's about 10 years older than me. But uh, that's my main dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to have a mechanical engineer on the on the, on the the payroll right? for all types of problems because growing pot isn't necessarily plant maintenance as much as yeah, logistics, fixing shit, fixing building, dealing yeah. with water systems. But, yeah, right, right. Hanging lines and... You know, improving properties so that they can, you know, produce your infrastructure mm-hmm. around it. Your, yeah, right. your drying rooms, your trim rooms, your living facilities, your your everything. Right, yeah. right, right. It's so much more than just growing a plant and shit. That's the easy part for most people. You know, the, the plants do it themselves. You just got to give them what they need. And the rest of the time, you're just trying to hit your water ends and fixing everything so, so it you know, keeps working. Staking, bottoming. Logistical planning between the replants, yeah, you know, you know your timing, nutrient um, delivery. The plant stuff's easy to me. It's I wish I got to spend more time on it, but really the time-consuming stuff is everything else. What's your like work structure at your facility? You said you have three or four people. So does it work? I got a I got a number two, and he's been with me for several years, and he's been working with. You call me. him number one. I don't know. I just call him my main dude. Uh, my main, main dude. My main dude. Hey, main dude, come here. And uh, he's he's been working with us for years. Oh, I know main dude. Main dude's a good guy. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he was a, a novice grower himself when he came on, so he already had a good foundation. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. He's yeah. uh, dependable. All right, that's what you need in number two. Yeah, and he's been he's I don't been know trained. Want to be called the, that though, in the methods? Yeah, number two. And you know, hopefully, you know the opportunity will arise for him to branch off and do his own thing because that's the kind of people I want is people that are competent and learn. And pretty soon I can't afford to keep them. Right. So you got a number two and then you got a grunt and then I, workers. Yeah. So to I mean, speak. yeah, they're, I wouldn't call them grunts, but they're, they're definitely novice in learning. It's, mm-hmm. it, but it's both their first year. Okay. Um, one they do of them, whatever your number two does. Ask them to do that. You work with him more or less. Um, right. number, number two is an active participant in the garden. Oh yeah, and so am I for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm not there growing my plants, then somebody else is, and it's, 
just not what I'm about, you know. I'm there, right, right, right. Which a lot of a lot of boss men aren't there, right? You know, it's it's fifteen dollar an hour growing their plants instead of a a master cultivator. I know what you mean. No, that's a that's a you know that's a definitely one one business plan. But you know, you're you're growing quality cannabis. Yeah. You're uh, uh, want to grow craft cannabis. I want right. to grow super high quality cannabis that will outcompete indoor at a lower price and total quality cannabinoid content, terpene percentage, you know, flavor. And, uh, I want to grow a lot of it. I don't, I don't want to have to sacrifice quality for quantity. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you something and we're going to relook at this in like five years. So today, <laughs> today is July 9th, 9th or 8th. Yeah. July 8th. Today is July 8th, 2016. And what is your vision of a lot today? A lot? A lot of weed. Oh, a lot of weed? A lot of cannabis. What is a lot today? Volume, size, however you want to phrase it. For what I can produce or what? Just, just Just your perception. My perception of a lot of weed is... A thousand pounds in one place at one time, bagged up, trimmed, dried, and ready for market. What do you think that's going to mean in five years? What a thousand in mean? five years? What is it's a gonna lot mean of weed going to mean to you? Half you? half a light depth pole, hopefully. Five hundred pound light depth pole of a uh, a thousand uh, pounds will be half yeah. of what I pull. Dude, you're gonna be you're gonna be growing like five tons at a time in five years. That's what, I'm, that's what and it's going to be all high quality. And, you know, uh, hmm. uh, it's going to be all high quality and it's going to be a happy workplace. And um, It's got to be, be a happy workplace. Yeah, you're going to... It's you're not gonna, positive. I'm not with it. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be... Uh, uh, your cannabis is going to be sought out and in high demand. <laughs> There's my prediction for you. And for I hope years. so. I uh, hope so. Some of all of that will become true. And there you have it. Predictions by Chip Baker. Real dirt. The real, real dirt. dirt. This is real dirt. So, yeah, man. What do you think, man? Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to see what I'm doing, check me out on Instagram, Little Hill Cultivators. It's a private account right now, but, you know, as long as I see that you're into cannabis, I'll, I'll let you on. And and uh, you can just kind of see what I'm up to and see what's going on at the farm. And uh, you're going to be able to watch us grow. That's for sure. It's fun to keep a photo record of, of things happening. and Right, right. And, right. uh you know, also watch the seasons change in beautiful Trinity County. Oh yeah, that's epic. I think I follow you. Do I follow you? I think I follow you. Mm. you I don't should. follow. I don't follow too many people, but I'm sure I follow you. You'd know it if you felt followed me. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, oh yeah, you're the guy posting up those frosty, frosty nug frosty, shots, frosty nugget shots. No, that's great. Well, thanks, Jeff, for coming over. I appreciate it. I hope to see you uh, back again on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next time you'll uh, bring me some uh, weed when you come. Well, yeah, it's like you're you're hitting me at the at the dry point in the year. So. Oh, right, right. Harvest is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. harvest convenient. begins 2016. Convenient tomorrow, yeah, right? Awesome, bud. Well, good luck, and uh, yeah, look for uh, look for this broadcast. I'll definitely let you know when it comes out. Cool. Well, thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, any, anytime. We'll have you. Have you back to the molecule or maybe over to Denver sometime soon? Denver. Yes. Denver. Cool. 
All right. Thanks, bud. This has been The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. I'd like to thank all of our guests for participating in this fun project. Thank you for sharing your stories and bringing your weed. A huge thanks go to Canacraft. They're leading the way in medicinal cannabis throughout California. Also like to thank Archive Seeds, preserving genetic history and producing quality seeds in Portland, Oregon. I'd just like to give a shout out to the people that helped me on this episode. That would be David for your constant musical styling and advice. Willow for your direction and organization. Lisa, you're such a yes man. Chris, you're in there all night working it away. Anyone else I've forgotten? I'm sorry I forgot you, but you're forgotten. And there we go. Stay dirty, my friend. CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 